wants every believer to be led by the Spirit. Many of us want the spoken word. How come God doesn't speak to me? How come? No, when you open the book, God will speak to you from the word. You will hear that word that says, this is the way, walk you in it. The first thing you do, ask God for wisdom and then start doing the next thing. This is where the Holy Spirit starts leading you. When you do something and you don't have peace, don't do it because the Holy Spirit teaches on the wavelength of peace. You can be busy outside, but you are restful inside. That's what God wants for you. You're a child of God, you know His voice. My sheep hear my voice. He didn't say my sheep learn to hear my voice. Hi, this is Joseph Prince. Thanks for tuning in. I just want you to know that you are able to watch this sermon for free today because of the support of our gospel partners. So to all our partners, thank you for making a difference. As you watch this video, feel free to navigate to different points using our chapter headings. Please also leave a comment to share what you have received and how you have been touched by today's sermon. Be blessed as you feed on God's Word today. I want to address an issue that's been on my heart for some time, and uh, I believe that the time has come. And we had a great uh, leaders meeting just a few days ago, where all the leaders came and we had a special time of Q&A with Pastor Prince. Amen. So they can ask anything they want to ask. Amen. Uh, except for that, that million-dollar question, does Adam have a belly button? Okay, so they, they, they asked me all sorts of questions, and uh, we, uh, we had a great time, really. I enjoyed answering the questions. Before, before I, I know it, the night was over, okay? So we might have part two. And also in one of the questions that was asked, I, 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 I realized, if I was smiling at, at, at uh at Gideon, who was on my right, Pastor Gideon. And because we've been discussing this among the leaders, you know, one of the things about people who receive grace is that sometimes uh, they go, you know, they, they receive grace, but they misunderstand uh, uh, the idea of works or being diligent or being hardworking. Amen? God expects us to be diligent. The Bible says time and time again, the hand of the diligent maketh rich. Amen? The Bible says that Joseph was a diligent man. The Bible says that uh, as employees, we should serve our masters, our, and the context back, O King James, it says employers. We'll say employers today, all right? And, uh, you know, the Bible says with eyes, not with eye service, just for them when they're looking at you to impress them, but with singleness of heart to the Lord. The context there is in terms of employee and employers. Back in those days, there were servants and there were masters. And whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men. So whatever you do in your workplace, do it as to the Lord. Amen. You're sending emails, you know, even though it's, it's the mundane daily task, the daily grind of work, do it as unto the Lord. Say, for you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Say under your breath, for you, Jesus. When you do something that is a, a, a menial task even, you feel like, ah, oh, what am I doing this? Why am I in this job? Say, Lord Jesus, from now on, I'm going to have this attitude. It's to you. Knowing, say this, knowing. You got to know this. For verse 23 to happen, you got to know this. Knowing that from the Lord, not from your boss, boss don't even notice what you're doing. And sometimes your, bo your boss reward the wrong person. Receive the reward of the inheritance. You see, knowing that from the Lord, not from your boss, you will receive the reward of the inheritance for you serve the Lord Christ. You serve the Lord Christ. We're talking about reward here. God will bless you. God will reward you. All right? It, 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 will, not, it will not pass unnoticed by our Lord. 
Amen. But many times we don't have this. We forget that God teaches us to profit. In fact, in Isaiah 48, it says here, Thus says the Lord, your Redeemer. Now talking to believers, right? Your Redeemer. I am the Holy One of Israel. I am the Lord, your God, who teaches you to profit, who leads you by the way you should go. Remember this, God, when God teaches you, He always teaches you to profit. The Bible was written for your success. It was not written for His success because He is very successful already. So he wrote the book of wisdom in this year of Hasid wisdom. Amen. I hope that you are spending time in the book of Proverbs, asking God for wisdom every day. So whatever you're faced with, God has a wisdom for you. In his word, by his spirit. And these are the two main ways, through his word, as well as by his spirit, leading you, guiding you every day. But remember this, whatever he teaches you, whether from his word, or when you're hearing the preaching, and the preaching is from his word, because I'm preaching the word, Nothing, nothing but the Word can help people. Amen. Nothing but the Word can profit you. Nothing but the Word can prosper you, the Bible says. God told Joshua, who has a big pair of shoes to fill in after Moses died, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, and you shall make your way what? Prosperous. Amen. And then you shall have good success. Good success means you don't lose your family in the, in, along the way. You don't lose your health along the way. Amen. Good success. You shall make your way prosperous. Meditate on God's word. And by the way, do you realize that uh, he didn't just say, I hear God, I hear God. I don't read the Bible. I hear God for myself. I hear God. No. In fact, when God spoke to Joshua, he was probably thinking, oh, this big pair of shoes I have to fill. I mean, I, I don't feel uh, I have the capacity. I don't feel that like I'm really uh, at, the, at the level of Moses, you know. I, 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 I'm so full of fears or whatever. And he got this uh, three million people to lead in the wilderness into the promised land. But what was he doing? He was reading his Bible or his scroll. In that time, all right, they had the scroll. And for God to say, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. That means he was reading it. For God to say, this book. God didn't say that book that you're not reading on the shelf. God says this book. That means he was reading it. And while you're reading God's written word, he heard God's spoken word. Oh, that was good. That was good. You came in all the way here just to hear that is good. Notice God was talking to him. God says this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. Why? It was an open book for him. Open scroll. He was reading the word, the written word. And then God gave, God gave him the spoken word. Many of us want the spoken word. How come God doesn't speak to me? How come? No, when you open the book, get cracking, open the book. Amen. Listen to the word. God will speak, speak to you. And even if you're listening to a preaching, uh, a preached sermon, amen. If it's full of the word, God will speak to you from the word. Amen. You will hear that word that says, this is the way. Walk you in it. So what, what, however God teaches you, right, through his word or by his spirit, and these are the two main ways, it is always to teach you to profit. Say profit. profit. Say profit. Everyone wants profit. You work in a company, they, they hire you because they think that you will help them to profit. Amen. Um, uh, uh, executives sit down together and discuss and they have their, their, their uh, fortnight meetings or whatever. You know, why? To discuss what? How to lose? No, how to make profits. So God says, I am the Lord your God who teaches you to profit. But when God teaches you to profit, you profit in every area. You profit in your family life, in your social life, in your health, in every area. Can I have a good amen? 
So that's the first thing you need to know. God, when God teaches you, He teaches you to profit. It is for your own good. Can I have a good amen? And, and that's why sin is always, always something that destroys profit. Drugs, all right? Uh, uh, that, that, that is sinful because you are destroying the temple that God has given you. You only have one temple in the people. You only have one house you live in, you know. Take good care of it. There, there is no such thing as uh, once you check out, you check out, you know. Once you leave this house, it's not like Singaporeans, you know, I can buy another property, you know. There is no other property. So take care of this property you are in. Don't let it run down, amen. Don't put things in it that's not good for, for you, Amen. Don't, don't, don't be smoking and all that and, and, and keep on saying that I can stop anytime I want to. No, you need the Lord's grace. Amen. You need to, you need to know there's a problem. Don't, don't keep on pumping yourself full of drugs. Amen. Whether it's even prescribed drugs and all that. Uh, uh, by the way, uh, uh, a disclaimer here. Unless the doctor tells you you must be on this, be very careful. Don't get off this. Because there's going to be a rebound effect, whatever. Consult your doctor. But what I'm saying is that there are things that you are choosing to take. Even Panadol. Almost every pain only Panadol. Why don't you just fight it? Amen. Fight the headache for a while. Amen. Ask God to, to touch you and then believe God. Because you always refer to it. All these things, uh, uh, you know, it comes with a disclaimer also, right? They also uh, have the, all the side effects. Whatever God creates has no side effect. When man makes drink, a lot of side effects. And when God's water, no one improves on it. No one can improve on water. Amen? Drink lots of water. Praise God. Okay. So God teaches you to profit in every area. How does He do it? Through His Word and by His Spirit. Okay, this comes to the question, uh, Pastor Prince, uh, uh, I, I believe in rest. You know, we, we all uh, thank God for the teaching. You, you taught us on, on rest and rest is power. Say rest is power. And that is true. Amen. In the outer court, in the tabernacle of Moses, outer court is busy, busy, busy. People are bringing their, their sheep. Uh, uh, the priests were, were killing, slaying them, flaying their skin, putting everything in order on the bronze altar. And then the fire goes up and then the smoke goes up and uh, uh, the people are go, go away forgiven because they, they transferred their sins to the lamb. So uh, busy, busy, all day long, people were coming, you know, there was uh, 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 slaying and, and uh, uh, um, uh, laying the animal on the altar, all kinds of activities outside. But when we come to the, into the Holy of Holies, perfect calm. So likewise, you can be busy outside, but you are restful inside. That's what God wants for you. I'm not th I'm, I've never thought that, you know, do nothing. Sit down and say, I'm re relax, brother. Relax, you know, and do nothing. The Bible actually says, and the apostle of grace, Paul said, if any should, will not work, neither should he eat. Hear that? So I'm going to say it one more time on this level. If any will not work, neither should he eat. In fact, the Bible says in the same passage, he's worse than an infidel who doesn't provide for his family. Amen. So he had this idea, you know, Pastor Prince, uh, uh, I'm just relaxed, but I'm, I'm entering into his rest. No, I've said time and again, and this is a definition. If you hear this definition, remember where it came from. I shared this many, many years ago. What the Lord said to me, rest is directed activity. Rest is not inactivity. Rest is directed activity. Amen. Sometimes when you sit down, you feel frustrated. That is the Lord telling you, get up. Think something. Amen. Amen. Start looking for a job or whatever. So if you are 
you, and sometimes, for example, your child is getting by with murder, you know, doing all kinds of things, being rude to the mom, and, and not because he's tired, it's just rude, and he, he's, he's saying things he shouldn't be saying, and learning things that, you know, from school or whatever, and, and you realize that, oh, never mind, I'm going to show him grace. Well, something inside you tells you, no, no, you better do something. And you, the more you don't do uh, uh, discipline, okay, you don't discipline him, the more frustrated you become. You, are, you think you are resting, but, but the Spirit of God is, is saying no. So when you act on it, there's rest. There's rest in your spirit. There's rest in your wife's spirit. Even though you don't like it outwardly, but there's rest. And finally, the Bible says in Proverbs, correct your son and he will give you rest. Rest for everybody. And there's even rest for him. He's crying for discipline. Because in the child's mind, you know, in their emotional makeup, they feel like when you discipline them, not, not, not torture them. Go around here and saying that, you know, abuse and all, Pastor Prince, you can say what you want to say, right? Say what you want, say what they want. We rejoice with the Lord, amen? But I'm teaching about discipline. Children know when they are disciplined, they, they really feel loved. So you're giving him rest. Can I have a good Amen. So number one principle is always remember, God teaches us to profit. And how does He do it? He guides us. He teaches us. And teaching is not always pleasant. You know, uh, Christians are so, uh, it's very charismatic Christians. <laughs> you know, they are so uh, flaky sometimes. Not all of them, thank God. Not many in this church, hopefully. But they get flaky. You know, they come and say, well, God, God is telling me to uh, uh, come to this church. I always get worried about people like that. So do you enjoy the sermon? Do you enjoy, do you feel at home here? Do you, in your spirit, do you feel like God is speaking to you in this church? Instead of saying that all those things, they say that God told me to come here. By Pastor Prince sermon? Uh, no, not exactly. In fact, I have my own views about it. Then uh, why, 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 do you, why are you here? God told me to come. I guarantee you, God will also tell him to go. <laughs> One day. Amen. And, and you know when God will tell him to go? when he's being taught and when he's being disciplined or when he's being corrected, he will go. And all of a sudden, he will tell somebody else, God told me to leave. Right? All right? God's name gets abused. Amen. Why do you just man up and say, I decide to leave? God doesn't, you know, how, how, how do you know a church is for you? When you're, when you're in the church, there's life. And you find that God is ministering to you. You find there's answers. You find that, you know, that, that, that uh, you're stronger when you, when, you, when you leave. You feel fat. Amen. There's feeding going on. Amen. You are being fat. Even uh, Pastor Prince uh, Rabbit Trail sometimes uh, uh, speaks to me, you know, and, and I feel like he's talking to me. So that, is, that, that means I'm your pastor. Amen. If not, there's another church for you. And, and there are many good churches in Singapore. Amen. I'm very concerned about, you know, I shared with the leadership the other day that uh, there's a story in the Bible where there was a group of people that came to uh, David when David was in the wilderness with his mighty men. Amen. He wasn't king yet. He was in the wilderness. And this man came in and, and one of them called Amasai. And Amasai says, uh, 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 we, are, we are yours. We are for you, David. And David said this, are, are you for me or are you for my enemies? Now, David should have said, are you for the Lord? So David wasn't spiritual, was he? No, he was smart. He says, he didn't ask, are you for the Lord? They'll say, yes, I am for the Lord. But no, a good leader says, are you for me? 
Sounds like, uh, you know, you're self-seeking, but it is not. It's wisdom in leadership. Are you for me? And, and, and the Bible says, the answer is that the Spirit came on this man to answer David. Why should the Spirit come on him to answer this? And this was his answer. He said, we are yours, David. We are yours. And they became part of the mighty man. Amen. Because you know why? God uses people. You see, I'm for the Lord. Amen. Then you know what? You can do whatever you want to do. There's no accountability. There is no responsibility. There's no one to answer to. Amen. But in the church environment, when there's trouble before you, think of going for divorce, you consult another couple. You consult the pastors. You consult your counselors. You consult your care leaders. Amen. You talk to them. Why? Because God uses people. And many of the time, we want God to speak to us direct. And sometimes God wants to humble you. And God wants you to learn humility. God wants you to learn teachableness. In fact, right in 1 Kings 3, right after Solomon asked God for wisdom, the very next chapter, all right, it's chapter 4. Because 4 comes after 3. You know what I found in chapter 4? Nothing but an account of his, his ministers in his government. And one of them is a man, who, the Bible says his friend, the king's friend. He even put priority on friendship. Amen? And, uh, but more than one of them are recorders. People who are, one of them is literally in the Hebrew, remembrancer, to remind the king. There are people who take down whatever happened and then they remind the king. And, and years ago, I asked the Lord, Solomon just received wisdom. He's the wisest man right now that ever, uh, that ever was uh, in that whole, in the, on, the, on planet earth at that time. Of course, Jesus is greater than Solomon, right? But at that time, he's the wisest man, right? But the very next thing he did, he did was to surround himself with wise men. Because the Bible says, and he wrote this in Proverbs, he that walketh with wise men shall be wise. And not only that, he put himself in a position where, where they remind him. They, they, you see, the wiser you are, you don't take things for granted. You surround yourself with people who remind you, people that can, can speak into your life. So the first person is actually the priest. He has a pastor. The very first name that leads the entire administration is the pastor. He puts spiritual things first, the priest. He has a priest he can consult, even though you can call him like a uh, CEO. But this guy, he's, uh, he's worth trillions today. Factoring inflation and all that. He's, he's, he's a trillionaire. And, and yet he runs a successful business by having a pastor that he can consult. Now, don't ask me to consult you. It's not possible. Amen. But, you know, my leadership trickles down into all my leaders, into all the care leaders, and never, never make a, a major decision without consulting them. He that walketh with wise men shall be wise. Amen. Well, Pastor Prince, I don't believe in this submission thing and all that. And uh, I believe that God spoke to me. I'm going my way. Well, that's what happened when you don't understand what Jesus did. At, at 12 years old, the Bible says he was in the temple uh, uh, listening to all the... You know, it, it's amazing. The Bible says, see the beauty of the Lord. The moral glory of, of Jesus. See the beauty of our Lord Jesus. That even at the age of 12, he wasn't preaching like the Sermon on the Mount. He was asking questions. Hearing them and asking questions from all the rabbis that were there. And look at the response. The Bible says, and they, the rabbis, were amazed at his, un at his answers, his understanding and answers, which means he was asking them questions and then they threw back the question at him. What do you think? When he answered, they were amazed at his understanding and answers. What amazing spirit at the age of 12, it wasn't proper for him to teach. 
it wasn't in place for him to preach. In the right season, his position was inquiring, asking, and only answering when asked. And he was the wisest man, wisest boy, you would say, at that time. Come on. And the wisest one, the very next verse, the Bible says, the parents came and said, we are looking for you and all that. The mother says, and the Bible says, he went back with them. And he was, he did say, did you, did you not know I must be about my father's business? When actually they looked for all over the place in Jerusalem, didn't they know? They should have known. He was in the temple. Amen? So his first recorded words is, did you not know I must be about my father's business? In terms of ministry. His last words, in terms of closing the ministry of, on earth was, it is finished. Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. What was finished? The Father's business that he came to do, to die for our sins as a redeemer. Amen? Isn't it beautiful? But the Bible says he went back with them. He was subject unto them. Say subject. Now, the Bible says, the very next verse, the very next verse says, and Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. Luke chapter 2, I think it's 24. All right, Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and with man. He increased in wisdom. As God in the flesh, he didn't have to increase in wisdom. But as man, and he was fully man as well. In wisdom. Because, you know, as a child, he's learning. But notice he increased in wisdom, not in wisdom and stature, but in favor with God and man. He increased in favor. That tells me that whenever you submit, favor is released. Yeah. Amen. So it doesn't mean that I only submit to people who are smarter than me. I submit to people. So the Bible says like women, all right? Wives, sorry, not women. Wives, not all women have husbands. So wives, submit to your husband. It's not uh, today, whoa, man, the world has become politically correct. Okay? But no one talk about inequality. No one is saying that women are inferior. No, no way. In fact, God, God, God always addressed the woman first in the Bible. In Colossians, God talks to the woman first. I ask, I notice that Christ, a man is the head. Christ is the head of the man. And man, man is the head of the household. The Bible says that. The responsibility lies with him. When Adam fell, all creation fell. Are you listening, people? And yet, when God addressed marital relationship, God addressed the woman first. Whether it is in Ephesians, whether it is in Colossians, whether it's Peter writing in his first Peter, he's always addressing the woman first. Why? I asked God this many years ago, and God said to me, because women are smart. <laughs> and God says, I can get, I can, they can understand me first. Understand me first. Why do you think even the devil knew that and approached the woman? Because Adam was Adam. All right, so... You know, it doesn't really matter sometimes, uh, uh, you know, who is the CEO of the company. There's always an influencer around him. Talk to the influencer. Amen? Woman, man is the head, but you are the neck. You can turn him anywhere you want. Amen? But don't tell him. Amen? Don't tell him. So it's not a matter of inferiority, but we have different functions. Amen? I say we have different functions. Don't try to make your eye run or jog, jog every day. That's your foot. Amen? Don't try to smell with your ear. Wow, this curries. Wow, this chicken curries. <laughs> oh, this, you know, you look, you can know your place and your function. Can I have a good amen? Find your place. Hallelujah. And all of us are unique, but we are all equal in the eyes of God. 
We are all righteous in the eyes of God. Amen? Because we are the righteousness of God in Christ. So there's no inferiority, but there are difference in functions. Amen? The president of the United States has a different function. But as a person, he's not more equal. <laughs> so we're all the same, but different function. I know it's very popular, very, very popular now to, to talk about, you know, women can do this, women can do that and all that, only in the movies. Need to protect them. There are a lot of physical things that we, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know there are some of you, you work hard at the gym. I know, I know, I know. Don't write to me. But as a whole, God wants us to protect you. God wants us to open the door for you as if you can open the door yourself. God wants us to, to help you, help you up the stairs and all that. Don't lose that. Enjoy that. Amen? God wants guys to stand up and give the lady the seat in the MRT, you know, or in the bus. I mean, don't lose that. And when you stand up, the lady's like, what, you think I cannot? Nah? I cannot stand. Nah? You think what? You know, don't do that. Enjoy it. Amen? You know, there, there are things that you keep in, in, in your special cabinet, like special porcelain, special uh, dish, you know, that you don't, you don't use every day. Why? Because they are precious. I mean, women are supposed to be treated as precious. Amen? Now, in fact, if anything, those are more, <laughs> they are more, more to be treated with respect and uh, uh, they are more, if I can say the, in the words of someone, they are more equal animals farm, okay? <laughs> they are more equal than, than, than the place you use every day, right? They are better off, right? And it's like. But there's no inequality. Difference in function. The CEO of a company is a CEO of a company. He's not a better person. Amen? He has talents and gifts that's better for the role that he's in. So what makes it a law, Pastor? If I do this and it becomes a law, I'm, I'm scared to be under the law. Rightly so, because we are not under law, but we are under grace. And Romans 6.14 says, For sin shall not have dominion over you, because you are not under law, but you are under grace. And we have defined grace as God-giving. Law is man-working. Right? Another way of saying it is ice. Grace and supply is synonymous. Amen. Grace is God supplying. Law is God demanding. Okay, got it? So whenever I'm functioning, I'm still working, but if I am functioning and I think that God is demanding it of me and I'm doing it by my own effort, that is someone under law. But if I am doing the same thing, you see, I'm still doing. Hello, I'm still doing. But when I'm doing it, knowing that God is supplying me the wisdom, God is supplying me the charisma, God is supplying me the illustration, whatever, in my, in my case, is preaching. Amen? God is supplying me. Then it becomes a rest. But many a times I'm sweating outwardly. You know, I, I, I'm perspiring. I'm, you know, uh, uh, I, I'm really, you know, you, you know, right? Guys perspire. Horses sweat. Women sparkle. Okay. Sparkle like diamonds. Okay. We all sweat. Receive it, brother. <laughs> and and when, whenever you do anything, you feel like, you know, I, I, gotta, I got so many things to do. 
today, I, I got so many things to do. I got so many things. Effectively, you are under law. Wow, I got so many needs. Today, I'm going to get the extra supply, greater supply from God. I'm, I'm going to see how He supplies. I'm going to be expecting it. That is under grace. Amen, people. So, there is a place for rewards in the, in the kingdom of God. Now, before I, I, I come to the rewards part again, I just want to share this, that in the church, Christ, we all have different giftings. Can I have a good amen? But God has put leaders there because they are called to be leaders. It's a gift. Leadership is a gift. It doesn't mean he's superior. Like I said, he's on the same foundation. But there's something about sometimes it's there, but someone more intelligent is actually underneath, under him. Women and men, God said to me, he spoke to the women first. He wrote to the women first because women are intelligent. They'll get it first. So Jesus, at the age of 12, submitted to his parents and increased in wisdom. Was at a beauty contest to find the next queen for the king of Persia. Women, I mean, Persia was a, the, the largest kingdom at that time. So, so the, the beauty contest is not like our Miss Universe and, you know, the typical kind of... It's a huge... Probably gone for days. And yet the Bible says Esther got it. Esther won it. The Bible used this word, Esther found favor in the sight of all the people. But read carefully the preceding verses. It says, there was a man in charge of all the women. Him in charge. He's probably a eunuch. The Bible says his name was Haggai. And actually in Hebrew, it means meditation. Isn't it interesting? And Esther didn't want anything. All the women, the Bible says they can, they can bathe for, for six months in myrrh if they want. In fact, they were required to. They can, do, they can ask for any clothes they want, any kind of makeup. They can, they can ask for anything. Esther asked for nothing but what Haggai, the king's keeper, the women's, uh, in charge of the women, he, she only wanted what he recommended. And most likely, they're not. He knows exactly what the king wants, right? Wisdom. You know, she said, I'll submit to you. And guess what? She found favor. Nonetheless, this uh, wisdom, but God still gave her favor. And she became the next queen. You know, we, we think we know it, and then we are left high and dry. Humility, before humility, be, sorry, before honor, the Bible says, before honor, there's humility. Whenever you see someone honored, somewhere along the way, there's humility. He was willing to learn. He was willing to be corrected. People tell me things sometimes. So I ask them, you want, you want me to help you, guide you, uh, 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 counsel you, or you're just telling me? There are people who just tell you. Are you with me so far? Apostle Prince, I'm scared to do anything because law, I come under law. I'm afraid that I'll be doing it out of my effort. Look, it is you doing it, doing it, not a zombie. You are doing it. When God tells you to do something, you are doing it. Listen, God doesn't move by himself. He has ordained it that way. Listen, God, God can do anything, right? 
We all know that. But His way is that He will not want to do anything without us. It says uh, in 1 Corinthians 2, we are co-laborers with God. Co-laborers with God. But what can we do? What can we supply? Now, we can't supply the power. We can't supply the, the gifts. We can't supply the, the anointing. We can't supply the success. We can't supply the circumstance to be created in such a way that, that is conducive for us. But God can do it. So what's our part? Our part is to obey. Co-labor with Him. God moves here, I move here. In fact, Jesus used the analogy, uh, come, take my yoke on, upon you. He was speaking to people who are, who are farmers and people working the, the lands, uh, agricultural system, and uh, uh, people involved in husbandry. And he, he, he told them, take my yoke on you. My yoke is easy, my burden is light. So they understood, they understood that. For them to train uh, a younger ox, they'll hook the yoke to the next older ox. And the older ox is more experienced, but the younger ox is not. But whenever the older ox wants to move right and the younger one wants to move left, he better turn right because the older ox is stronger. Yeah. Or else he'll have a stiff neck. And that's why they use the word stiff neck for people that are rebelling. You know, it's a matter of flowing with God. When God tells you to do something, you do it. You flow with Him. Can I have a good amen? Amen. And God moves right, you move right. God moves left, you move left. That time God doesn't move. You stop. When God stops, you stop. But when God moves, you move. When, when, when the older ox wants to drink from the, 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 the pool of water there, all right, he, he wants to drink. Well, the other one says, well, I, I just drank just now. I, I don't want to drink too much. Well, you better drink. He's leading you to drink. There are times, you all know this, and you're watching TV and there's nothing on TV. You just want to watch. And inside your heart, there's something saying, read Pastor Prince's devotional. You are hungry for the word, you know. Ah, and then you see a devotional down there, you know. Um, uh, the one that you put down there in your house in case people come and see, oh yeah, he's spiritual. You know, Pastor Prince, uh, devotionals are there. You know, the one, but, and you feel that like opening up, ah, oh, you, know, you know, it's good to put all these things near your television because every time there's an there's a advertisement and all that, just, just read, amen? Amen, and put around your toilet, also your toilet bowl near that, that area, you know what I'm saying? Amen? You receive a lot when you are relaxed. What little you read sometimes amazing how God can speak to you. So there are times God says, open it, open it, and you don't want to read it. I'll do it later. But later when you open it, the flow is no more there. There is such a thing. Because why? When he's drinking, you better drink. Such feeding. And when he's not, and you're trying to, it's such, there's such a tediousness to it. How many have experienced this? In your life. Now, you know what is effectively not being under law? The Apostle Paul wrote this to Galatians, uh, wrote, uh, Galatians 5 verse 18, I think it is. If you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Don't be afraid, oh, this is law, that is law. No, are you led by the Spirit? If you're doing something and you're led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Hello? Spirit, you are not under the law. You see, if I just teach you being led by the Spirit, then you can forget about accountability, you know, uh, talking to people, or uh, 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 listening to the counsel, the wise and all that. I just follow the Spirit. That's why I have to create all that foundation first. It's important you understand that. But then, today, let me just tell you this. God wants every believer to be led by the Spirit. Amen. 
And even counsel, you need to hear whether the counsel confirms what you have in your spirit. By the way, the counsel will never tell you to go against your God-appointed leadership. It will never tell you to go against your marriage vows. It will never tell you to go against your, what you know in the Word of God is moral and, and, and what is immoral. Amen. You can go against what's immoral, but what is proper and what is right, it will never tell you to, yeah, it's okay to commit adultery in your case. Because your wife is not responding as she should. Never. Don't ever hear that and think it's the Holy Spirit. Be, be a man. You'll be a man. You'll be a man. <laughs> man. Man up and say, I did it. I chose my course. All right? Don't, don't try to blame God. And don't try to get her to do Bible study with you. That's, that's so nauseating to me. To hear people, you know, in adultery doing Bible study. You are deceived. Come here, come here, come here. You know what I'm saying? Sorry, sorry. Whoa, brother. You want to do that right, Lawrence? Amen. They need the five-fold ministry. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Man up. And if the lady, you know, I mean, okay, I don't go in there. Okay, don't imagine. Not everyone is smiling, so. How do you know you are under law? You're not led by the Spirit. But if you're led by the Spirit, you're not under law, which means you're under grace. It's not a matter that we are dead to the law. Now we are free to do whatever we want. No, we are dead to the law to be married to Jesus Christ. And He's going to lead us by His Spirit. Amen. How does the Lord lead us? Well, on the... On the Passover night in the upper room, Jesus told his disciples, present with you, I'm telling you these things. When the Holy Spirit, the comforter, the paraclete, the one that come alongside you to help, now he's going to come and he'll teach you all things. Show them that verse, uh, um, uh, drop down. Okay, he's going to come, all right, and he will teach you all things, verse 26, and bring to your remembrance all things. Say all things. So whatever it is, I know some people confine this to just the Bible. No, all things means all things. He will teach you all things means all things. Parenting, amen, your, 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 your work, your, your career, your social life, uh, whatever it is, He's going to teach you all things. And then bring all things to your remembrance, whatever Jesus has spoken to you. You have heard what the Lord said, and then He'll remind you also a reminder, a, a remembrancer. And it's not here, but it says in the upper room, Jesus says, He will glorify me. The Holy Spirit never glorifies men. He always comes to glorify Jesus. God teaches you to profit so that you'll glorify Jesus. Amen. He wants your life, your marriage, your children, your, your, your entire person to be one that radiates with the glory of God. His way, nobody was sick. Only when man sinned, sickness came in. When God had His way in the garden, nobody was poor. He came when man sinned. When God had His way, there was no stress, no need for psychiatrists. When God had His way, everything is perfect. Guess what? When you follow God's way, He will teach you to profit. So I don't care whether people prosperity gospel and all that. Just bring them before before Adam fell and ask ask the question. When God had His way, who was under God? What was it like? Was there poverty? Was there, was there hospital? Were there hospitals? 
abundance, peace. And when Jesus says, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, how is heaven like? Are there any hospitals in heaven? Any Supreme Court? Is there, is there any, uh, by the way, the court as in heaven is the throne of grace for us. There is a court in heaven, all right? But I'm talking about, about, about places to judge you, to send you to hell. No, only one, God's throne. For that, all believers are not, are not going to be sent to the lake of fire. All believers will never stand before the great white throne, judgment. Bema seat of Christ, which is another message altogether, which I've shared another time. Look, so listen, listen. In fact, you walk on streets of gold in heaven. The music is harmonious. Nobody is out of tune. <laughs> Even you, you have a new body. You'll be in tune. Smile your neighbor and say, there's hope for you, brother. Because just now during the worship, I'm telling you, I was praying. I was praying. I was praying. You, you notice I was singing louder? All right? Uh, it, now you know why. I'm trying to drown your voice. <laughs> so, so everyone will be, will be perfect. Even the mosquitoes. Refine Jesus. No more. You know what's nyamok? That's Malay for mosquito. All right? It'll all be like. Even the frog, bro. The timing is perfect. Everyone will be in harmony. The whole creation fell because Adam fell. So when Bible says, I teach you to profit, what do you think it is? To, to be poor so that you learn to be holy? Some people have this religious concept. That's not the Bible. Look at when God has His way. In our life, is is self-manufactured. We didn't listen to the prompting and now we are suffering for it. Even the food we eat, whatever it is, you know, or the medicine we take, we got to make sure we listen to the Lord. When it comes to medicine, I told you just now, the disclaimer. The doctors tell you you have to be on it. All right, you make sure you're on it. In fact, when you listen to the Spirit, He will always tell you, you're on this level, work with that level. God will give you God, trust God to, to give the doctor wisdom. You go to a doctor, ask God to give him wisdom. A believer, never mind, there's a, there's a, a, a natural wisdom that God gives also to unbelievers. It's in the Bible. Amen? Are you with me so far? That brings us to the next thing. Whatever crisis you're in, whatever trial you're going through, whatever need that is, that is pressing against you right now, and it's staring you in the face. What do you do? Number one, ask God for wisdom. James 1, if any of you lacks wisdom, this James 5, verse 5 here, is actually after verse, the passage before this. And the passage before this opens up talking about greetings and all that, but then it says about trials. In the context of trials, don't go, to the tri don't go through a trial not asking God for wisdom. And people, you know, ask, have you asked God for wisdom? Oh, oh yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah, heaven. Because you think you can handle it. You think that something will help, come and help you or whatever. You, 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 you expect in the natural things will turn around. That's why you didn't ask God for wisdom. So in any trial you are in, the first thing you do, ask God for wisdom. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally. Look at the nature of your father. 
your heavenly father. He gives liberally. Say liberally. Oh, yeah, no power. Say it loud. Liberally. liberally. Amen. Liberally. Liberally. And upbraideth not. Or without reproach. Without reproach. Upbraideth is old King James. Without reproach. It doesn't scold you for asking wisdom. In fact, he delights in you asking for wisdom. When Solomon asks for wisdom, the Bible says the speech please the Lord. And the Lord is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So he will not scold you. He will gift you liberally. In fact, not many people are asking for wisdom. You know what? Take theirs as well. The throne of grace is not crowded. So come and receive. Let him ask in faith. When you ask God, ask in faith with no doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think he shall receive anything of the Lord. The only thing the Lord wants, wants you to, to know right, about him is that he will give to you liberally when you ask for wisdom and he will not scold you. So please honor him by asking in faith. You ask God for wisdom. Say, Father, give me wisdom concerning this in Jesus' name. And then, only then, you can rise up. Amen. You don't have the answers in your head, but you have received wisdom. Maybe it's not imparted to your understanding yet. And then start doing the next thing. This is where the Holy Spirit starts leading you. But after you ask for wisdom, then you can expect the Holy Spirit to lead you and guide you. And that's why I go back to John again. And uh, John, John, John 14 says, Peace I live with you. Immediately right after the Holy Spirit is mentioned, Jesus mentioned the Holy Spirit teaching you all things. He mentioned, peace I live with you. There was a boy up here a few Sundays ago that, that quoted this, John 14, 27. Yeah, he memorized this verse. Oh, you're not in, not in your service, second service. My son came up and gave his memory verse from peace I live with you, my peace I give unto you. Now, why did Jesus mention peace immediately right after he talked about the Holy Spirit teaching you all things? Because the Holy Spirit teaches on the wavelength of peace. So when you do something and you don't have peace, don't do it. You embark on a career change. And the more you talk to your wife, the more you all discuss, of course, weigh the pros and cons, you know. Consult your leaders. Consult your, uh, your, your, your pastors if you want. All right, just, just talk about the, the pros and cons and all that. Don't just depend on yourself. Following the Spirit doesn't bypass all these things. He that walketh with wise men shall be wise. And then you sit down there and then who knows, someone will tell you, hey, hey that, 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 yeah, you know, it looks very uh, uh, glorious and nice, but don't, don't. You know, I, I know a close friend who has been there, they got burned and all that. Oh, thank God. At least you, you know, you consult people and you find out from people that are counselors. The Bible says, in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. Didn't say in the multitude of friends. They must be counselors. People God's counsel and wisdom. And you, there are many in this church. Oh, yo. I got to say amen to all this. Amen, Pastor Prince. Hallelujah. <laughs> Y'all don't think that we got counselors here and wise people? Many of them are sitting in front. Amen. I know they are wise. You know why? They look like they are listening. So I know they are wise. Yeah, even when they yawn, even when they yawn, right? You know how they yawn or not? I know how he yawns. He will yawn with his mouth closed. Have you seen him yawn with his mouth closed? It goes like this. All right, he will look at me then. <laughs> Mouth closed. The nostrils flare, the eyes water. Then there I felt compassion for him, you know. That is a wise man. All right? 
Amen. So anyway, there are many in this church, okay? But many of them are your leaders. We have spotted them. We have tested them down through time. And before you sign a contract, you know, if you sense there's no peace, then stop for a while. Discuss with your wife. If your wife says, I don't know why. Don't say, don't know why, don't know why. Give me a logical reason. I don't know why. Women are more intuitive. That's why the woman was hanging around the middle of the garden. Amen. The man wasn't. She was more intuitive to the things of the Spirit. That's why she was the first to hear the voice of the evil spirit. Amen. The devil's voice. But women are more inclined. But women can sense things about people long before, you know, uh, the man can find out in, with their head. They can say, I don't know about this guy. We don't know. The guy says, why can't this? Don't judge people, okay? Nobody can say, I don't know why. Don't. There's something about, something scratchy. Amen. Consult your wife. You know, I'll tell you this. There's a teaching out there that says, when God gives you peace, you know it's God. Now, the thing is this. You should always be at peace. I will teach it this way. Whenever there's no peace, your peace is affected, then listen. There's the Lord leading you, telling you. Because many times, you know, you, you, you should be at peace. Peace is your default mode. Lever. Peace, I live with you. You have peace. Amen. So, how do you know when you're out of it, the peace is affected? Verse that says, let the peace act as empire in the Amplified Bible in Colossians. Let the peace of Christ act as empire continually. In a tennis game, the empire says, out! It's out. No point breaking rocket and scrolling the empire and all that. It's out. Because nowadays, they have all the, uh, you know, playback uh, video and all that to, to show whether the ball is in or out. But, that's what the empire does. The peace of Christ says, mm, out. Yep. Amen. Are you listening, people? You meet someone, they offer you something, and something is scratchy and sounds too good to be true. All right, usually it's too good to be true. Think that's too good to be true. It sounds like, sounds like too good to be true, but it's really true because it's really good. It's the gospel. Amen. So if you have this scratchy feeling, listen to it. Don't have the Holy Spirit in them. You do. And He's in you. And He will lead you. Amen. Yes, with peace, but you're in peace all the time. Listen when your peace is affected. When you do something and your peace is affected, don't do it. Don't even, I, I bought something already, right? I tasted it and, and I, I feel peace at the same time. Of course, I'm, I go by my taste. God, give me taste. I taste and then uh, this is a 50-50 I don't know if it's an overnight food or whatever, but something inside me says, don't touch it. I say, wow, it's $5, you know. <laughs> My Singaporean mentality took over, wow, $5, you know. And the Lord says, no, don't touch it. Other times, I must tell you, all right, I disobey that. Hungry, and it's $5. And it's the only store there, so I ate it. I ate it, but it never stayed in my body. That whole day, it was trying to find its way out. You have been with me. Don't laugh. Don't laugh. Hey, hey, hey. You all have been doing the same thing also. And something is like, ah, never mind, ah, never mind. Just Another time, I remember I was in a hurry. Uh, Justin was just born at the time. And I, I told Wendy, I'll, uh, I'll take out Justin. Then after that, we, we, uh, we took turns. We were outside. And then I rushed to eat my food at a hawker's center. I still remember. And um, man, I, I choked on something. That's the only time I spent time in hospital overnight. Because I can't remove it. They had to uh, put me in you know, anesthesia and remove the thing from my throat. 
Remember something, something, don't, don't rush, don't rush, don't rush. It's better not to eat than to rush. But I said, no, I'm hungry. <laughs> hungry means must eat. Try to remove it, didn't come out. So, God leads us with the peace. Or, the way it's done practically is when your peace is affected. Amen? Uh, Romans 8, the Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the Son. Drop down to verse, uh, um, yeah, verse 16. The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. This is how verse 14 happens. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. Who yours? These are mature sons of God. Who yours? When you are led by the Spirit, you are the kind of son that really pleases Him. You are led by the Spirit. And then it says, you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear. The context here is very important. Uh, in the Old Testament, they had a spirit of fearing God in the wrong way. That's the context here. The spirit of bondage again to fear. That's why again is there because the Old Testament saints had this fear of God. But this spirit that we receive is a spirit of sonship. Forget the word adoption, okay? It's actually the word hoistesia, which is a sonship from huios. We have received the spirit of sonship by which we cry, Abba, Father. You know, our Father is with us. Amen. Our Heavenly Father is here now. Amen. He gave us some gifts just now. Amen. He's speaking to us now. He loves us. So we have a spirit that responds. You know, when we say Father, it's not like God is so far away in the universe somewhere, in the north side of Zion, you know, I mean, somewhere far away. And no, when we say Father, is family. They say Father is higher than the names that we learn in the Old Testament, wonderful as they are, Glorious as they are, amen, reverential as they are, higher than any other name in the Old Testament. Father, and feel loved. Feel the love of God. You're a son. That's how you're led. You must have the spirit of sonship because if not, you are thinking that you are led by the spirit, but it's not the spirit. And that's why I, you know, I remember last time, uh, uh, you know, in care groups or, or cell group and all that, um, there, there was a lady being a Christian bookstore and I wasn't known yet I wasn't a pastor then I remember uh, in, in, they had a lot of cell groups and all that in churches and all that so I remember someone saying you know this lady in my, in my cell group I'm telling you you know I'm so terrible her hair is like so long and her makeup blah 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 and I was sitting on there reading a book and I'm thinking to myself and all that came out in my, in my spirit this jealous 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 you know, it's so obvious I, I was a young Christian a young man as well at the time and still I was Picking up that spirit of jealousy. You say, I don't know why. When she come in, the spirit tell me uh, that no, uh, she's doing something wrong. I, I, the spirit tell me, uh, wow, very spiritual. Those who are the least spiritual use God's name the most. Just remember that. Sticks to me. Many a times I don't even tell my pastors what God said to me. Because it doesn't open up discussion. I want to hear their views. At the end, when it all comes to the same conclusion, I know, yes, confirm, it's God. But they need to follow that journey. If I come and say, hey guys, God told me that. Well, God will tell you what. What's that to say? <laughs> so I don't do that. I know what God said. And many times, I know what God has said to me, but I need them to follow me in this journey. I need them to bear witness. Okay, talk about bear witness. Now here it says, the Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Now what's bearing witness? If someone is in, in, in a court situation, right? You are summoned as a witness. 
What does that mean? That means you are there to witness to an action already taken. Criminal action. You are a witness of a person's character or you're a witness of something. So in other words, something has happened already. The character is there already. The, the criminal act has been done, has been executed. You are there as a witness. What does that mean? It means you just tell what you see. Witness to what you see, right? The thing about Spirit Himself bears witness about Spirit that we are children of God. The most important area is to know you are, you are a child of God. I remember years ago in my previous church when I started speaking in tongues, I was baptized in the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues and all that. My, my deacon brought me to uh, be prayed for by a well-known minister and uh, he, 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 he specialized in deliverance. He commanded my tongue to stop in Jesus' name. He commanded the demon inside me to name itself. You know, they didn't name. I just know it's... My name is Joe, you know, and uh, the demon can't be called Joe. Anyway, then he summoned uh, all kinds of things. Pray in tongues, pray in tongues. I pray in tongues. And then uh, he summoned Michael to come down and uh, ask Michael to bind this. He did all kinds of things. Finally, he was tired. I was tired. Everyone was tired. So he said, let's take a break. He told me he's a stubborn demon. Because, all because I spoke in tongues. So he went one corner. I remember as a young boy, you know, a uh, boy of uh, 14 or 13 at that time, just blur, you know, don't want to happen. I want to do what's right, but I got baptized in the Holy Spirit. And then one of his leaders came beside me, look around, make sure his pastor not around. He said, hey, just now during your, what you pray in tongues, is it? Do you hear the word you say? Shakina, Shakina, Shakina. This Shakina means glory, you know. I, I didn't know that. He's the first person that ever told me that Shakina is glory. Then he ran off. <laughs> he was one of the pastor's assistants, one of the pastor's associate pastors. Maybe a secret tongue talker. Hallelujah. <laughs> no. Witness is always to tell you you are a child of God. But all the while when he told me, at the end of the conclusion, you are not, he said, you're not even saved. Even saved. Then I, I, I don't know. But that's one part where even ignorant as I was at the time, something inside me rose and said, no, I'm saved. The next day I told my, my deacon in my church, there's one thing I don't agree with. I said, I know I'm saved. Don't worry about that. You are. Ignore that, he said. There's a witness in all of us. Even though our minds struggle with some passages in Scripture or, you know, the kind of thing we hear preaching that says you can lose your salvation, something inside you says no. If you listen to that, you'll say no. So in the first area, it, it tells you, best witness, that you're a child of God. What about other things in life? Yes, you will bear witness with you. But bearing witness is this. A lot of people don't understand. Bearing witness means you take the action. Study. Students means you study. As you're studying, then he can lead you. Nah, -uh, he doesn't bear witness with this passage. Alright, this is not the topic that he wants you to focus on. Then he can tell you. Study this topic. You don't have much time. Alright, these, are, these are, are, are the... He can lead you then. But you don't open the book. Lord, stick to me, Lord. Stick to me, Lord. Stick to me, Lord. Lord, stick to me. Which book? Which Which topic, Lord. What are the questions that will come out? Or you sit down and say, Lord, Lord, I'm not going to go uh, you know, to church. I'm not going to. Lord, you just bring the man to me. <laughs> Lord, I, I, I just think that uh, uh, if, if uh, uh, Michael is the one, you'll bring Michael in front of me. It's not God's way. God's way is that you go to church. If you're single, you go to that, you know, join care group, mix around, get involved in the church. Amen. Of course, church is not the only place you can find your life partner, but you're very safe. 
all the heroines of the Bible, they all found their mate at the water. Well, anyway, safe. But it's possible you can find somewhere. Of course, God is sovereign. Amen. But you can't sit, sit at home and do nothing. Expect, boom. <laughs> Yo, my name is Albert. <laughs> no, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way, okay? Are you listening? And then you don't sit down there and say, what job you want me to do, Lord? What job, what job, what job? You know? Oh, give me a job, Lord. Give me a job, give me a job. Amen? True. And then you bear witness with a few, and you go for the interview. You gotta be there. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta feel the interviewer. You gotta feel the environment. You gotta sense it. Something strange, something's not there. Then you go for another one. You know? And, and the first place I worked, the place looked horrible. And there was a smell from the restaurant coming upstairs, you know, and they were, they were, they were frying salted fish or something like that. And, and that, that's, but that place, man, I flourished in that place. My boss became a believer. We brought him to Christ. It was a place that prospered me. Don't have prospered, but God used that place. So you don't go by what you see. You sense the environment. You sense it. You sense the, the, even the interview with the person, the words that are spoken. You sense it. But you sit down and do nothing. How can he guide you? That's why God cannot guide a parked car. You cannot tell a, a, a car that's parked. Turn right. A maintainer, steady. Yeah? It is there all the time. And some Christians think, oh, this, is the, this is grace. This is rest. No, it's not. Rest is not inactivity. It is spirit-directed activity. Amen? It's not inactivity. Sometimes you're inactive, you feel blah, you feel frustrated because the Spirit of God wants you to do something. Get up. Amen? And nothing is this. Just because something is hard doesn't make it a law. You go to the gym. Why? Law, legalistic. <laughs> do you brush your teeth every day? Do you feel like brushing your teeth every day? Do you bathe every day? Sometimes, right? It's late. Do you feel like bathing every day? <laughs> a lot of people don't say amen. They don't look at me like they don't bathe. Do you bathe at all? Hey, in a week. Okay, in a week. Okay. So there are times you're tired. You don't, oh man, I must get up. You know, I just came back. I don't feel like bathing, right? If, okay, I speak for myself. I cannot go to, to bed dirty. Before where I slept, before I know it, yes, but I still get up and bathe. I, I, it's just me. Me. And that's why sometimes Pastor Lawrence and I have disagreements. <laughs> Unless you do something, how can he bear witness? Unless you're moving, you're doing something. Unless you are executing, how can he bear witness? Only when you execute, he's, he's, he says yes. He bears witness with it. If there's no action, there's nothing to bear witness. This is how God does things. God, I'm, I'm bringing this to a close. How does God operate? God uses people, I said. God says, I've provided me a king among his sons. I love this. In 1 Samuel 16, the very first verse. The, the thing about the environment and the world that we are living in today. means persecution. You are being made fun of, being mocked. That was how Israel was at that time. They were mocked by the Philistines. They were the oppressors. There was no champion. Their king was a coward. 
evil spirit of depression. And then God says to Samuel, I have provided me a king among Jesse's sons. I'm telling you, regardless of what you see in the world today, regardless of how you see the churches sometimes, not exactly in, in United, yet God said, I have provided me. God has his people. God has every need, all right, provided for long before it was a need. Provided a king among his sons. And this is the one that will put an end to the Philistines' rule. I've provided me a king among whose sons? Jesse's sons. My God didn't even mention his name. Samuel had to go to Bethlehem, the, the town of David where David was. And he had to go to the house of Jesse. Jesse's name. Doesn't know which son. He has, he has uh, seven sons. War, in, uh, they're all men of war. And David was in the as a shepherd boy, the youngest. The father says, uh, you want to see my boys? He says, yes. So one by one, they pass by. This one was tall, dark, and handsome. And God says, this is not the one. He never told the father. that the prophet says, next, the next one came. Not the one. Not the one. Not the one. Not the one. Until the last one. Not the one. She said, uh, are these all your sons? Then the father said, oh, yeah, 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 I remember. I got one more son. Imagine if you are his son. Imagine, have you been there before where you are the last to be remembered? Huh? Last to be caught on in, 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 a, in, a, um, you know, in a football game or whatever. You're last to be chosen. David was the last one. But when he came in, ruddy, the Bible says. Amen, sweat pouring down. Amen, probably smell like sheep. God says, this is the one. He anointed it. Now, my question is this. Have you noticed? Even a prophet does not know who is it until one by one they must pass by. One by one. God doesn't bypass the process of going for a job interview, getting to know people, and then when they're in front of you, then you can bear witness. Amen. If you're led of the Spirit, you are not under the law. You know, there are, there are times that God says, don't preach. But God says, go into all the world and preach the gospel, right? But there are times, Paul wanted to go to a Messiah and Spirit, Spirit of God allowed him not, the Bible says. And the next verse says, a vision came to him at night. A man in Macedonia. So God didn't allow him to preach in Asia Minor. It wasn't time yet. By the way, that's present day Turkey. And, and it wasn't time yet. So God wanted the, the gospel to go west the Christians and a vision happened you know some people have this attitude as long the gospel is preached I don't care but maybe God doesn't want you to preach the gospel at this time in that place he has another place for you just open door open, open door may not just be a sign but open door is one of it but when you look at an open door and a council of wise men and then the, the witness of the spirit you know you're on the right track I shared with you all before, remember the story of Paul? He was a prisoner on board the ship, a Roman ship, bound for Rome. 
And then he told the centurion, I perceive that this voyage will be much damaged. But the Bible says, he told the, the, the centurion, the Roman centurion, don't leave yet. I perceive. How does he perceive in his spirit that this voyage will be, will be with much damage? But the guy rather listened to his helmsman. The helmsman, the Bible says, notice the wind was blowing just right. And he's an experienced helmsman. So he told the centurion, time to go. What happened, right? There was a storm. An unexpected storm called Euroclidon and smashed against the ship and they were all depressed. And for days and days, they never saw the sun. It was blocked. And then the Bible tells us that, that Paul stood up and says, guys, you all should have listened to me. <laughs> I love it. Guys, you all should have listened to me. Nonetheless, take courage. God has shown me that we will not be killed. We'll be, we'll be um, marooned on an island which is called Malta. Honey. A picture of land of milk and honey. When you follow the Lord, you can either reach there peacefully or you can go there by planks. Finally, you know, they went there, the, 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 the storm broke against the, 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 the ship. They were stuck between a rock and then smashed the back and they all went on planks and all that. But all the while, Paul says, I perceive that this voyage will be much damaged. How many of you like to have a vision from the Lord? Or God, you know, a vision coming up and you see things, right? You're, you're like that, right? But don't look for it. If you look for a vision, the devil can deceive you. But ask God for wisdom. Number one, ask God for wisdom. Always ask God for wisdom. Then consult your leaders around you and how they feel. They also have the Holy Spirit in them, not just you. Consult them. Make sure they are counselors. These are counselors, not just friends. Amen. Thing and there's a God thing. Don't just do a good thing. The good is the enemy of the God thing. You settle for less. So after that, I go for wisdom, seek counsel, and then spirit. Take an action. You feel like this is the right action? You'll now be really sure. I'm not too sure. Take the action. And as you take the action, you will sense in your spirit whether the peace is affected or not. And if you have done that, then God may give you a vision. But again, you don't look for it. God may give you a vision. Paul went out to preach the gospel. Wisdom. He went out to preach the gospel. He has his friends around him. Amen. He always went with someone. And then not only that, he listened to the Spirit. Spirit said, don't preach to Asia Minor at this time. Then a vision happened. Yeah. Years ago, and I'll close with this. Years ago, as I was learning these things, I was already a pastor then, but God was bringing me deeper into some of these things. And, um, and I was asking God to teach me to move more in the spirit and uh, to, you know, more for ministry. But, but the Lord taught me how to uh, flow with Him. I remember one night and the World Cup was on, I still remember. And this was years ago. And the World Cup was on and I had a meeting, I think a leaders meeting in, in, in the office. And it, it went quite some time past midnight. And uh, the, the World Cup was in a place where you can watch it at midnight, just, just like the recent one. So I was kind of like going a bit fast. Here, right? I was going fast, but I think I was still in the speed limit. Okay. I was like, you know, it was my favorite theme playing. I was rushing back on the expressway. And uh, all of a sudden, I, when I was zoomed past, I saw someone climbing over the central divider. And it was an 
older men. So I just went straight. Nobody was there. So it was late at night, about one o'clock, one plus. Zoom. And, and, and you know, I saw the old man climbing over a central divider. All right. And I just went straight. As I went straight, the peace was affected. The Bible says, follow after love. As spiritual gifts. It could have said, be loving. It doesn't say that. It says, follow after love. As if love is a person. The love. The Holy Spirit will lead you with the peace and also with His love. When you have compassion for someone, text them. You have compassion for somebody or, or even at the workplace when people, the cleaners in the, in the food court, they are cleaning. One person just like sort of like you feel compassion for the person. Give her some money. You know? I mean, and tell her, Yes, yeah, so I need. That's all you need to do. Text them. You have compassion for somebody, or, or even at the workplace, when people, the cleaners in the, in the food court, they are cleaning. One person just, like, sort of, like, you feel compassion for the person. Give her some money. I mean, and tell her, yes, yeah, so I need. That's all you need to do. I guarantee you, next time you go back there, your table is the first one they will clean. But we're not looking for that. We're not looking for that. We are looking to be a blessing. A little kindness goes a long way. Follow after love. When, when there's love for some, stop and say, I, I, I got to talk to this child. I, I, I got to bless this person. I got to text this person. I got to say something that God is, God's favor is shining on you today. Oh, something like that. Follow the love. I was driving and it was quite some distance away. I was arguing with that, that, that piece. And that I had felt so much love for that old man. I don't know why. And I just stopped at the side of the road. Now, I don't recommend this, okay? But it's just a unique situation. There was no, not many cars on the road, one plus. I had to stop at the shoulder because he was crossing right way back there. So I sort of like looked behind and just reverse near the shoulder all the way until I saw him. So I stopped and I went to him. And I, later I found out he's a Javanese, right? Um, based in here in Singapore. An elderly guy, probably in his uh, early 80s. And I said, can I help you? You know? And, and I, by the way, he was still in the central divider. I had to bring him across to the other side. I said, can I help you? Is this, uh, he was speaking to me in Malay. And, uh, and, and I didn't understand. He was saying that I, I just look, I want to eat, he says. I'm looking for a place to eat. I said, very hard to find a place to eat here. This kind of place. I said, that, uh, where's your house? Oh, it's down there. Uh, but nobody at home. You know, I said, oh man, what do I do now? Uh, I'm just bring him to Ila. Why not I just bring him to Ila? No, no, I'm looking for that place. He mentioned uh, a place that I don't understand. You know? And he says, uh, I, I eat there. Sometimes I eat there. I, I'm looking for that place. I said, what place? You tell me. I bring you somewhere, okay? Uncle, I bring you somewhere to eat. Uh, no, no, I, I, I want to go to that place. I, I don't go anywhere. I just want to go to that place. You know? So I said, never mind, you come to my car first. So he went to my car and I said, Lord, what do I do? So I obeyed. I follow after love. I obeyed the peace, or at that, point, at that point, the lack of it. Amen? And then, uh, now, what's left? What do I do, Lord? I'm telling you, just like that. Just like that. Don't look for it. I didn't look for it. I didn't expect it. A vision came up. And the vision was a food court. Food center. Four. And later on, I found it's called ABC Center, where you lived, you know, down there. And I saw the ABC Center, and I saw it. I saw it. I've been there before. I said, hey. I said, is it 
Is it the ABC Center? No. Bukan, bukan. Itu ada inu, you know, and they tell the tribe to me. I said, oh boy, I thought it was God. I was excited, you know. So never mind, I, I bring you to eat, okay? I bring you to eat. Then I drove all the way, found a U-turn somewhere, and I went all the way to the ABC Center in Alexandra Road, you know? I, I went all the way there. Then when I came down there, he said, uh, any, 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 any place? He said, this place, this place? He said, yeah, yeah, you know? So I, I brought him, you know, thought I, then straight away, uh, there's a, a Malay shop with a Tay Tarek guy down there. The guy said, hey, call his name. Brought him down there, sat down there, then he was greeting like an old friend, and they said that, wow, this guy very pitiful, no? The guy told me that, the, the hawker told me this. He said that, you know, poor guy, he said that uh, many a times, uh, his son just abandoned him at home. He doesn't eat, no? Only come here at weekends. And that wasn't a weekend, by the way. He said that, uh, terrible, uh. For me, I was like, in a daze, I was like, you see, I was asking the Lord to teach me more about obeying his voice. See, all these things are obeying the voice of God. And this is what he led me to. He led me to, first of all, ask him for wisdom. So I asked God for wisdom to know how to be led by his spirit, for him to teach me to profit. Ask for wisdom to profit in every area of my life. Ask God for wisdom, amen, to know his voice. Ask God for wisdom. Actually, to know his voice is a redundant statement. You know, a baby knows a mother's voice, even though there's a group of ladies down there. Um, a, a baby can even tell. My sheep hear my voice. He didn't say my sheep learn to hear my voice. So take it for granted. If you're a child of God, you know his voice. Your confession of faith should be, I know Jesus' voice. I hear his voice. Amen? But being led, ask God to teach me more, to be more sensitive. There's nothing wrong with God's part. It's my part. So I said, teach me. So ask God for wisdom. Number two, get counselors around you. Amen? Discuss with them, people you trust. And number three, even while they are discussing, you can sense your spirit. And take the first action. Don't just say, I'll sit down there. I've been sitting for six months. Still, I, I, I do not know. Is it A job or B job? Which job you go for? You know, A university or this university? Of course, university has a time limit, but you know. No, no. Just go on this step. Okay, I'm going for A. Lord, I'm, I've asked you for wisdom. Everything seems to point to this direction. If I'm wrong, tell me, Lord. And as you plan and go on, if there's a lack of peace or there's an increase of peace, you know you're on the right track. And if need be, after all those things are done, then if God needs to give you a vision, He will give you a vision. But don't look for a vision first. Never. When I say vision, I don't mean like vision outside, you know? All right? But I'm talking about vision on the inside. It's a vision that seems to float from the inside. You can see it gives the Spirit the same thing as well for me. Okay? Have you learned something? Yes. Uh, there's many areas to cover, but I pray that I've said what the Lord wants me to say. Amen. amen. Give Jesus the praise, the glory, and the honor. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. Stand to your feet. Real quick, I just want to pray for those of you you say that I want Jesus to be my Savior and Lord. I believe Christ is the only one that can bring full salvation into my life. I'm lost and I need Jesus. And I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit and I want the Spirit of God to lead me and guide me. Well, the only way that Jesus can fill us with the Holy Spirit is for us to be born again. We need to be saved. You need to be born again. 
Those who are born once only die twice. There's a death to come in the lake of fire, the Bible tells us. But those who are born twice, born into this world naturally and born spiritually may only die once. Amen. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. If that is you, pray this prayer with me right now. Say, Heavenly Father, I believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And I believe He died on the cross for my sins, was judged in my place, so that I'll never be condemned for all my sins. The blood He shed, through that blood, all my sins, past, present, and future, are forgiven, remitted. Thank you, Father, that you raised Jesus from the dead when all my sins were all put away. Thank you, Father. Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name. And all the people said, Amen, Amen, Amen. Praise the Lord. Lift your hands all across this place. This coming week, Father in heaven, I ask that you teach your people. I ask, Father, in Jesus' name, that you will hone, Lord, their skills and make them more sensitive, Lord, to the wonderful Holy Spirit on the inside of them. Father, even in, in their marriage, in their parenting, in their uh, social uh, relationships, in their work, in every area, lead them to profit. Cause them, Lord, to prosper. Grant them good success. And Father, I thank you, Lord. I pray that everyone here under the sound of my voice will be a trophy of your grace. The people will look at them and say, I want what they have. They live naturally, but such a supernatural touch on their lives. Let this be the testimony, Father, of everyone under the sound of my voice. And Father in heaven, protect every single one and their families from harm, danger, and from all evil throughout this week. In Jesus' name, and all the people said, Amen. Amen. God bless you. We'll see you again. Thank you, Pastor Prince. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. But don't go just yet. If you'd like to receive prayer, share your testimony, or find out more.